Welcome to the ramblings of a progressively optimistic truth teller. I am that truth teller, your host Shay. Thanks for tuning in. We're back, episode 206 in the building. Hold on, you know I gotta give myself some episode 206, gang gang, we in here. Uh, I'm just gonna go ahead and get it started today because I have a full docket, you guys. Like I have a lot of things that I want to touch on today. Um, the snow has melted here in Alabama. The sun is back out. Shit's getting back to normal. It's like it's gonna be like 65 degrees today. So I'm trying to get outside. So without further ado, let's go ahead and get into some political shit. People's party, people's party, people's party. Y'all get on my nerves, for real. Like deepest of eye rolls, deepest of sighs. Deepest of disappointment, okay? Y'all really get on my nerves. I don't know what President Joseph R. Biden Jr. is doing. I can already tell that this $15 minimum wage is about to be his first lie. Because y'all just fighting so hard against this $15 minimum wage. Like, it's coming out each one of y'all's motherfucking pockets. It's kind of ridiculous. It really pisses me off because when I was doing research on the minimum wage, y'all... Cause I knew the minimum wage could not have gone up that much. Cause I swear when I was 16 and I used to work back at Chuck E. Cheese, you know, that was my days working back, you know, at Chuck E. Cheese. I used to be the, uh, I used to be Chucky for a little bit. I used to stamp the hands, uh, you know, so you wouldn't lose your kids. Um, and I used to do birthday parties, which I actually really liked doing birthday parties. Cause that was tips. Tips. Um, <laughs> but back then when I was 16 working at, uh, Chuck E. Cheese, the minimum wage was like five seventy five, And as of today, 2021, the year, the year of our Lord and Savior 2021, the shit is seven twenty five. In a matter of, what did my research say? It was last raised 12 years ago, y'all, 2009 from six fifty five to seven twenty five. And now y'all just really struggling, finna try to fuck up the whole COVID-19 relief bill because y'all don't want to pass this damn minimum wage. Give the people their money. Y'all really owe the people $21 an hour, if we're being honest. If we're adjusting for inflation, y'all owe the people a lot more money than y'all think y'all do. I know um, one of the senators, one of the Republican senators was, you know, arguing against the $15 minimum wage, talking about when he was a kid, he made $6. Okay, but when you was a kid, that $6 equals about to like 20 some dollars now look i'm just gonna go ahead and let y'all know i'm gonna stop talking about joseph r Biden jr until he does what he said he was gonna do until he completes the promises that you know he made to the american people i'm done talking about him all these little headlines of how he you know um reinstating all the things that trump messed up and going back i really don't care i'm not gonna lie i don't care Media, you're, you're not going to be able to make me care until he passes this COVID-19 relief because um, I just don't care. Like, it's all pop and circ- pomp and circumstance at this point, and um, people are really, really suffering. So while we're talking about people who are suffering, let's go ahead and talk about Texas um, and how they've had rolling blackouts since the Arctic polar freeze that we had last week. Was that last week? I'm telling you, Alabama got back to normal, child. Last week, we had snow. This week, is all melted. But, you know, people are still suffering from these winter storms. And um, and the folks don't seem to care, child. Ted cruised and cruised his way to damn Cancun in the midst of the, of the winter storm. And then blamed it on his kids. Ted Cruz. Raphael. I feel like I have to come and roast Raphael every goddamn week because his ass got my pen his ass went to cancun then talked about blaming on his kids talking about he was trying to be a good father Raphael, a good father would have just sent them kids to cancun and let them have fun in the sun if they was tired of the snow and took his ass to work okay Raphael, you had work to do i don't give a damn about how cold it was if your power was on or off i don't care you had work to do Cause as soon as you hopped your ass on the plane and took your ass to Cancun and they caught you in the airport, you had to turn right back around and come back. Waste of time, waste of money, 
waste the resources. Then you want to come back out, come back to Texas and act like you was doing work. So you had to go drop your kids off in Cancun. That's the babysitter. <laughs> Cancun, the babysitter. <sighs> These GOP senators, y'all are really something else. It's the spinelessness for me. Let me just go ahead and get into that before I talk more about these um, blackouts because there's some spinelessness within that too. But it's how these damn Republicans, child, and a lot of these damn Democrats too, it's politicians in general. It's like y'all just will be spineless as hell, will succumb to whoever has the power at the moment um, won't stand 10 tones down on anything. Okay. Anything you do, you, you, you can't be a man about it. You can't be a woman about it. You got to scurry and hide and try to do what you think is right after the fact. Y'all want to be honorable when y'all get caught. <laughs> okay. And that's, oh, that grinds me to my gears. And I think it's that grinds me to my gears. That grinds my gears and grinds me down to my gears. Okay. Because I don't know who raised y'all. Cause I'm just like, my mom and my grandma, they didn't play that. They are very much do what you say, mean what you say, and say what you mean. Okay? They very much instilled that in us um, at a very young age. It wasn't no lying. You couldn't just be out here just lying for the hell of it. Um, <laughs> you, okay? Let, 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 some, let, let a grown person catch you in a lie when I was a kid. Baby, it, you had to answer for that lie. You had to come and be honest quickly or it was going to be hell to pay. So it's just, I'm in, I'm, in, I'm, I'm in a spirit of frustration this week, y'all, because I just feel like it's been a whole bunch of fuckery going on, and average American people are suffering while Ted Cruz gets to go and play in Cancun, act like he a good dad. Your kids probably didn't even want you to come, Raphael. Let's be real. You could have just sent your kids to Cancun, let them have a good time while you took your ass to work. Shoot. And you should have took your ass to work because there's some, some fuckery going on in, in Texas, okay? Because with this this power, let me just read this to y'all. Let me just read y'all. This um is an article from Vox, okay? And it's talking about these rolling blackout, these rolling blackouts in Texas and the aftermath and how average the the average Texan is either feeling the brunt of being powerless for a week or the brunt of how much that power costs, okay? Um, according to the Dallas Morning News. Some Texans have been hit with power bills totaling as much as $17,000 for only a few days of electricity, many times more than the usual cost of power in Texas. Specifically, it's Texas residents who rely on a wholesale power plan rather than a fixed rate plan, who have seen their bills climb after the, after the demand for power jumped dramatically across the state this week as winter storm Uri struck and temperatures plunged. Texas, which has de has a deregulated electricity market, has a number of providers, both wholesale and fixed rate. Fixed rate customers pay an agreed upon rate for their power, but wholesale buyers pay a variable rate, whatever the current price per kilowatt hour of electricity is. Wholesale power plans, such as those offered by Texas energy company Gritty, can be attractive because during good weather, a customer on a vari variable plan will pay less than one on a fixed rate plan, according to the Public Utility Commission of Texas spokesperson Andrew Barlow. The problem is weather isn't always good. In Dallas on last Tuesday, the low temperature was 4 degrees Fahrenheit, colder than in Anchorage, Alaska. The freezing weather led to rolling blackouts throughout the state amid an increased demand for power. In turn, that demand caused prices to spike with wholesale rates soaring to almost $8,800 per megawatt hour in the Dallas area on Wednesday. According to Reuters, the wholesale rate before this week's storm was only about $50 per megawatt hour. On Wednesday, Texas Public Utility Commission moved to cap wholesale prices at $9,000 per megawatt hour or $9 per kilowatt hour. Um... That's just ridiculous. I actually lived in Dallas for a little bit when I was doing travel nursing. And I remember um, how many different energy plans they had. Because I know here in here in um, Alabama, I know specifically here in Huntsville, Huntsville Utilities. Okay, that's it. It's a monopoly. You get Huntsville Utilities or you just in the dark. 
So, um, and it's a, would be considered a wholesale plan because it's charged monthly based on how much power you use, um, based on kilowatt hours, you know, they come out, read your meter, see how many hours you didn't, how many kilowatt hours you didn't use, and then you are billed based on that. And that in itself is already an issue because with Huntsville Utilities being the only utility company in Huntsville, you just got to pay whatever they, whatever they say pay, you're going to have to pay. And they had their own sets of issues, but there is nothing. I ain't never in my in my life seen nobody come through with an $8,000 utility bill for a few days of power. And that's because they deregulated energy within Texas. They left it up to companies to just do the right thing. <laughs> and we know companies do not do the right thing like Spike Lee. They don't care to do the right thing. They They care to do the thing that will make them the most money. So what even caused the rolling blackouts, what was the source of the rolling blackouts was the fact that the companies did not winterize, okay, did not weatherize their plants. They are supposed to spray some type of chemical, weatherization chemical on their, um, on the power plants, on the machinery to keep it moving in cold weather. Because, like I said, down here in the south, it don't get cold. It don't get that cold. Four degrees? Child, what? It was 17 degrees here in Alabama, and I was like, this is out of control. This is out of control. The apocalypse The apocalypse cometh. Okay, is Jesus coming down? Are those the four horsemen? I'm so confused because it's never that cold down here. So compound onto that extremely uncommon freeze down here in the south. Um, with the fact that these companies did not even do the basic weatherization that they needed to do to keep their facilities running in uncommon temperatures like this, it left citizens either powerless or with those extremely high bills. How is that the part? How is that the citizens' fault that you didn't weatherize and didn't prepare your company for what was supposed to happen? This is what happens when you let capitalism leak into what would constitute Americans' basic everyday rights, okay? Y'all, Texas let capitalism run power, okay? All the power companies got to make pretty much make their own power stock market, and they get to gauge electricity costs $9 per kilowatt hour today because, you know, we wanted to. And then tomorrow it's going to cost $6 per kilowatt hour. Who knows? Yet, next, tomorrow... The day after that, it may charge $4 per kilowatt hour. It just depends because it's our energy stock market and it's what we decide that we want to do and how much we want it to cost and how much it costs the company to make the energy, air quotes heavy, okay? So this is ridiculous. Ted, you should have been cruising your ass over to the damn, um, to the damn uh, electricity companies and fighting for the people. Because there is no reason for the citizens to have to pay for these companies' negligence. It always falls back on the citizens. Like, yeah, I understand we have to pay for power. Utilities, that's important. You have to pay for your utilities. But why should I be paying $17,000 for power because it stormed outside? That's an act of God. Why should, why should, I, why should I be on the bill for $17,000? Um... That's ridiculous. Texas, I hope y'all, um, I've seen a lot of memes talking about nobody can feel sorry for Texas because of their Republican leadership and that's who they voted for and that's why they are um, feeling the brunt of that now. I can't fully agree with that. Um, I mean, I'm not crying or anything over it, but, <laughs> but I just can't fully agree with that because at the end of the day, it's still human lives and it's still... It still comes down to basic human decency. How could you, that's how you know these companies are inhumane. That's how you, that's how you can recognize that capitalism running rampant in the way that it is in Texas is inhumane. Like y'all are robbing citizens of their power. And if they got to keep their power, if they still had their lights on, then you robbing them of their pockets. It's ridiculous, Texas. Y'all need to get it together. Um, if y'all vote for uh, Ted Cruz, Ted, first of all, Ted, Raphael, you don't even need to run for senator again, okay? You need to do like damn, um, what's our long-suffering senator? Shit, I can't remember his name right now. But retire, bitch. Retire. 
2022, I don't even know if you up for election in 2022. But if you are retired, don't run again. Raphael, it's a wrap for you. Um, the wool has been pulled from over our eyes. Well, from over your constituents' eyes. Because I knew you want shit. But from over your <laughs> over your Texan, your fellow Texans' eyes, the wool has been pulled. And um, you just don't need to run no more. It's a wrap for you. Don't run. Take your ass to Cancun. <laughs> Take your ass to Cancun. We we need let somebody that actually wants to work for the people get that position because clearly you'd rather be somewhere else doing something else. Um, if you have somebody in damn Texas, pray for them, child. Especially in Dallas, child. That's ridiculous. Seventeen thousand dollars, but you. I wish I would. This is why I never set up auto pay on my bills. Okay. Hood rule number one, never set up auto pay on your bills ever. Because <laughs> I wish I would have an auto pay for my damn electricity bill. And I check my account and it's negative $17,000. I ain't even going to tell y'all what I'm going to do because it's a crime. So I'm just going to move on. Um, let's talk about these GameStop hearings. <laughs> I'm just going to move on on that note. Um, the GameStop hearings in the house started last week. Uh, our good sis, good auntie Maxine Waters chaired um, these hearings. She's the chair, one of the chairmen for the House Financial Services Committee. And, you know, I just find, um, and I love auntie. I love auntie Maxine so much. Um, but I just find our elders using Zoom hilarious. It's comedy. I find it quite funny um, because watching some of the playback of the um, of the hearings, it was very apparent that um, the Zoom just wasn't working out for them. Like you know that one person would ask a question, one of the the Repub one of the representatives would ask a question, then there would be long pauses. Then the Repub the Re uh, I keep wanting to say the Republicans. The representatives, because it was, you know, both sides, got to hear both sides. Um, the representatives will be, you know, angsty because they ain't getting no answer to their question. But it's, it's clearly a, 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 it's a, clearly a glitch in the matrix within the Internet service that somebody using. But I found that it's comedy. Um, these hearings is political pop and circumstance. All I know is after these hearings, whatever type of law bill... Whatever thing, whatever y'all come up with, um, with the uh, information that you get within these hearings, it needs to protect the people. It does not need to protect Wall Street. I, um, of course, you know, the Robin Hood CEO Vlad Tenev, he got his butt up there lying, talking about he he's not in cahoots with, um, not in cahoots with the uh, what do you call them? Hedge funds. Okay, Vlad, that's a lie, but okay. Said that, you know, they're not in cahoots and nobody from the hedge funds um, reached out to them to stop the trading for that day when GameStop was just going ham, no cheese. Um, you had the Citadel CEO, which who is a GOP donor, get on there talking about he didn't, you know, he didn't call Robin Hood and tell them to, let, to stop people from trading. Um, you had the... Melvin Capital, that was the other hedge fund. His CEO got up there and lied, of course. And then you had Reddit CEO and the Redditors, um, whose screen name is Roaring Kitty. That's the one who got it all popping. And they came on there, you know, preaching for the people. Roaring, Roaring Kitty said that he did his research. And that's why he knew that the stock, the GameStop stock, was going to do what it needed to do. Because he did his research. He sat down and did his Googles. Okay. And he knew that that stock was going to pop. And that's why he told the people. So we'll see. I'm, I'm going to keep my ear to the street on these GameStop hearings. If uh, if not only to just see the elders try to use Zoom. <laughs> if not only for that, to keep up with how the house is going to spend this. Because I couldn't really tell from the hearing how they're going to spend it. Of course, the Republicans are, you know, kissing ass. Um, kissing the head fud. Head fud hedge fund god that's hard to say hedge fund they was kissing the niggas with money ass you know how they do you know the republicans if you got a little bit of money they they got lips to put on that ass um i'm gonna keep up with this though i am because i just want to see what y'all gonna do 
I want to see if y'all really about to be the, the, the uh, representatives of the people that you're supposed to be and protect them when it comes to this type of financial, um, these type of financial services rather than protecting Wall Street. Some more hearings that are coming up in the Senate, we got to talk about my main man, Bernie Sanders. My main man. I love me some Bernie. Bernie is a man that stands on his word, okay? He stands 10 toes down, regardless if they're, you know, older toes or not. He's been standing 10 toes down on his word since he was a mayor back in dang uh, Vermont, okay? OG triple, okay? Um, and his approval rating right now is higher than both Joseph R. Biden Jr.'s and Kamala Harris's. Um, that's because the people are looking for transparency, honesty, and um, responsibility during this time. And it kind of feels like the other two are kind of skirting theirs. Um, so, you know, y'all need to sit down with Bernie and see what Bernie doing so y'all can do the same thing. But, you know, Bernie is the chairman of this budget committee, and he's not playing any games, okay? He's like, look, I'm not finna. I've been trying to wield power within this system for the longest, and I'm an independent, so y'all didn't want to really give me what I needed. Y'all didn't want to give Bernie his things. But now he is the bur the budget chairman, and he's like, oh, I'm about to come get my things. Y'all ain't got to give me nothing. I'm about to come get this, okay? Um, let me read y'all a little bit from this article um, from the Washington Post about Bernie getting his committee meetings, his committee um, hearings started in the Senate. And his first hearing, which is, the, which is this week, is titled, Why Should Taxpayers Subsidize Poverty Wages at Large Profit Companies? I'm here for it. I love it. Um, Sanders said, no matter who shows up, he is determined to highlight the ever-growing gap between the pay of top executives and their essential employees, and the effect those wages have on federal expenditures. Do they really think that the taxpayers of this country have to subsidize their workers in terms of food stamps, in terms of Medicaid or public housing, because they're paying starvation wages? We are going to raise those issues, Sanders said. So I would suggest... So I would suggest that they come and they take the opportunity to defend what they're doing. The budget committee hearing room in the Dirkskin, Dirksen Senate office building has rarely been a place of great televised drama. The panel's gavel for decades has been swapped between chairs who saw their main task as casting a watchful eye on widening deficits and a growing national debt. Republicans have tended to focus on curbing government spending, while Democrats have urged the need to maintain revenue. So Bernie said, look, I'm about to yield my gavel a little bit differently. I am um, here for it, of course. Y'all know I stand, Bernie. And um, the times call for it. I guess this is why I know, not guess, I know this is why I get so frustrated with the rest of um, the Democrats fighting during this time. Because these are unprecedented times. And it calls for unprecedented measures. We can't go back to business as normal. And I've noticed since they got Trump out of office, um, excuse me, since we got Trump out of office, the 83 million plus of us who voted for Joseph R. Biden Jr., since we did our due diligence and got that fool out of office, um, that, that the Democrats, now that they're in power, they kind of just want to ease it back into business as usual. And I love that Bernie is like, no, I'm, I'm head of this budget committee and I got some hearings coming up. I need y'all to, I need y'all to speak to what y'all doing and speak to it right now. Tell the people why why taxpaying American citizens are still having to subsidize these low poverty wages when these companies make billions upon billions of dollars a year. Why is your company making billions of dollars a year, but your employees, your laborers, are having to look for federal assistance to get them by? They have to look for food stamps when they go to work 40 hours a week. They have to look for Medicaid when they go to work 40 hours a week. They have to look for Section 8, housing all of that type of stuff from the federal government when they go to work for you 40 hours a week. Why? This, you know, this so-called socialism that y'all so afraid of, y'all utilize it to your benefit. Companies, these big corporations claim they're so afraid of the socialist agenda. The GOP claims they're so afraid of the socialist agenda, yet you expect 
for taxpaying American citizens to look to socialism to subsidize the fact that they making still seven twenty five an hour and y'all don't want to increase it. It's ridiculous to me. I um I stand with Bernie on all things. I stand for Bernie and I stand ten toes down with Bernie. Bernie said, look, I'm about to use my gavel to do what needs to be done, okay? He has some hearings coming up. C-SPAN finna be popping, okay? C-SPAN is finna be popping because Bernie got some hearings coming up. And he said, look, y'all finna tell the people why y'all doing this, okay? On March 17th, he has a hearing on income and wealth inequality. On March 24th, March 24th, he has a hearing on make corporations and wealthy pay again, Okay, he, he's got a, a, a hearing coming up to figure out how we can make these corporations and these rich, wealthy billionaires, 100, 100 millionaires, um, pay their fair share of taxes again. Um, April 14th, he has a hearing coming up on the cost of climate change. And in late 2021, he has a hearing for prescription drug costs. I love it. I love it. Where's my applause? Let me... This could have been our president, but it's okay. Cause he said, he, even though he ain't the president, he's still finna wield the uh, he's still finna yield the gavel. Okay, he's still finna wield his power over over this foolery. Okay, over this fuckery. He's gonna let y'all know. Y'all gonna have to answer for this shit. Y'all gonna have to answer for it, and I'm ready to see it. I can't wait. C-SPAN finna be popping. Okay, um, <laughs> popping like that corn. Um. I just, y'all, I just cannot believe in 2021 we are still having these arguments and these these debates over people's livelihoods. Like, it's not a topic of debate to me. It's not something where I can sit here and be like, oh, well, you know, socialism and this is in the third and, you know, Americans need to pull themselves up by their bootstraps, blah, 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 blah. Because back after the Industrial Revolution, back when um, y'all finally allowed women to go to work, okay, when y'all sent all the, the men to go fight in World War II, okay? Back then, when unions were available, when, when the laborer had a lot more rights, companies took it upon themselves to be like, look, we about to pay them less and just let them go ask the government for money. Like, <laughs> we're just gonna pay y'all less and then, you know, this new deal that's coming out, y'all can go get y'all a little piece of Medicaid, y'all can go get y'all a little piece of food stamp, and then y'all ain't got to worry about us paying y'all. Y'all don't need to worry about having a union because y'all can just go to the government for that. Socialism way back then, that is still prevalent to today. So when people sit down and try to tell me all about this socialism and we can't, you know, you, you can't just get expect the government to give you anything. Yes, I can. Yes, I can. When I've been paying taxes since I was working, since back when I was making five seventy five at Chuck E. Cheese, I've been paying taxes, okay? Don't play with me. Bernie, do the work of the people, period. I done got hot up in here. Let me just go ahead and move on, y'all. <laughs> it's just frustrating to me that these people just think, they just know that they can continue to piss on the American people, tell them it's raining, and keep their jobs. It's just hilarious to me. Where, where it, it, please show me any other job where you could be as ineffective as these, some of these damn politicians and keep your damn job. Please tell me, please tell me any other job where you can pick up your shit, be a good dad, take your ass to Cancun when you're supposed to be at work. Baby fired. Okay, ain't no job. Baby, you're unemployed. You're on the unemployed line just like everybody else. It's a shame and a scandal, I tell you. It's a shame and a scandal. But it's time out for all that, for real. This pandemic that really uh, fucked up the game for y'all getting over. It really did, because people on y'all, okay? The people is, is waking up to the bullshit. They really are. And I'm going to make sure the ones that ain't woke wake up when they hear me yelling about this craziness, okay? <laughs> when they hear me yelling, fussing, and fighting about this craziness, they're going to be like, hmm. Maybe, maybe she owned to something. <laughs> maybe she owned to something. That's a lot of passion for uh for people you don't know, but it's just it's ridiculous. I've waxed poetically on this for long enough. <laughs> Let's move on. Let's talk about some hip hop shit. Uh oh, hitting the Bobby Schmurder. Uh mm, mm, mm. Bobby Schmurder is free okay yesterday was a good day okay you thought today was a good day but yesterday was a good day damn y'all think i would uh 
by episode 206, you think I would be able to, you know, find my, um, find my sound effects a lot better on my thing. But, you know, I'm getting there. Don't judge me. Bobby Schmurter free from prison. Shout out to that young man. Been in jail since, what, 2012? 2013? <clears throat> Seven years. Him and uh, Rowdy, Wh Rowdy Rich served. Waddy Witch. Him um, and Roddy Rich served seven years, you know, for being black in New York. No, I'm playing. <laughs> That's not funny. Let me stop. <clears throat> you know, they took a plea deal for, you know, whatever crime they were being committed of uh, back in 2012, 2013, something like that. And um, and Bobby Schmurter said, you know, I'm not finna snitch on my friend. You know, I'm not finna 6'9", my friend. Because we was out here together, okay? We was both rapping about being hot niggas and being, you know, schmurder, schmurder bitch, murder bitch. We both was out here rapping that. So, you know, I'm not going to just let my friend take the fall. So, he took that plea deal and they both did seven years. And um, Bobby out. Bobby Freed. He is on um, a conditional release until 2026, which in itself is some bullshit. What? What is condition? What? What is probation? That kills me so much because it's like... I already did my time. Why I got to be on outside prison? <laughs> Why I got to be in outside prison, okay? Why I still got to be in prison, but on the outside? I still got to pay y'all money every month. I still got to come check in with somebody every month. Can't go where I want to go. Can't do what I want to do. But I already served my time. Probation so damn stupid. Probation and parole so stupid to me, but you know. We ain't even gonna get. We're not even gonna get into the justice system, and the, I mean, into the criminal justice system, and into the damn prison strike. That that'll be a whole another thirty minute rant. Um, <laughs> but yeah, shout out to Bobby Schmurder. I just wanted to, you know, come through and shout out to my man, and you know, applause him for being free, and hopefully he will stay out. You know, stay out and stay, stay, stay. Power to the people out here. You know, don't don't go back to prison. We don't want you back in prison, Bobby. We want you to rap. Okay, he was putting New York on the map. And too many um, of these New York rappers then either went to prison or then met the bullet and then passed away, y'all. It's just too many of them. That's it's just so sad. I'm still I still be hurt every day about Pop Smoke because he was that was the new 50 Cent and I just love that album that he just put out with his posthumous release. It's just sad. It's just sad for real. So Bobby, stay free. Please stay free for the people. Um, in less, um, triumphant hip-hop news, um, Meek Mill out here being loud and wrong as usual, um, loud, loud rapping ass. I can't listen to Meek Mill. His rap, I already have, you know, very sensitive ears. When I was a kid, I used to, um, get ear infections really bad and, you know, just had a lot of issues with my inner ears. So I'm like really not trying to have this, this man this, you know, this, this loud talking man hollering in my ear while he rapping. Like, that's just really too much for me. But, you know, Meek Mill just had a song, uh, a, a leak of a song, of his verse on a song, which is a little Baby song, too, which pissed me off, because y'all know I love little Baby. Don't be getting on little Baby song with these songs with this damn controversy. Shoot, do all this hollering and this controversy on your own time, Meek. But, um... Child Meek got on the on the on the track and had a Kobe line. Too soon, bro. Too soon. Um, the line goes, "Yeah, and if I ever lack, I'm going out with my chopper. It it be another Kobe." Meek, what? What? What is that? Hold on, let me read it again. Yeah, and if I ever lack. I'm going out with my chopper. It be another Kobe. That don't make no sense anyway. So this, anywho. So, you know, that came out and the internets were ablaze, okay? Because this, not only is it too soon, it's too whack of a line. And, you know, the internet was letting me have it, um, including the, um, the widow of Kobe Bryant, Miss Vanessa Bryant. She came onto her IG stories um, with a screenshot of the lyric and her own uh, think piece underneath, she said, Dear at Meek Mill, I find this line to be extremely insensitive and disrespectful, period. I am not familiar with any of your music, but I believe you can do better than this. 
If you are a fan, fine. There's a better way to show your admiration for my husband. This lacks respect and tact. That I am not familiar with any of your music always takes me out. <laughs> like, that was so unnecessary, sis. Like, you're familiar with something or you wouldn't have heard it, okay? But I understand. You know, you was just, you got to throw a little bit of shade in there because the fact that you even brought up my husband's name in this type of manner is like, I'm going to have to roast you anyway. Um, Vanessa, you know, I'm not even going to get on her because she is a widow, but... You know, we ain't, we ain't going to bring up how you did Kobe parents at that funeral while we talking about disrespect. But, you know, the internet just had to let Meek Mill have it. And, of course, he hopped in his feelings um, and took to Twitter. I am reading this from Complex. Meek took to Twitter to write, I'm going back savage in this shit. Dot, dot, dot. F your feelings, exclamation point. He continued with two more tweets writing, I don't trust people. Got to play it raw. Raw. Dot, 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 dot. And head taps for a, for a nigga. Wait. Y'all in this, the way y'all be typing these tweets, child, be tearing me up. Head taps for nigga trying to pull my card, exclamation point. It's unclear if the tweets were in response to Vanessa Bryan's message or if Meek has even seen Vanessa's note at all. Also unclear were tweets Meek sent out this past Thursday as criticism of the Philly rapper reached a crescendo over the Kobe line. Quote, somebody promo a narrative and y'all follow it. Dot, 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 dot. Y'all internet antics cannot stop me. Dot, 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 dot. Shit like Zombieland or something. End quote. Meek wrote at the time. They paying to influence y'all now. It's almost like mind control. Open quote, wake up, close quote. <laughs> I'm sorry, these tweets. These tweets. Meek, what the fuck? Meek. This one hit me. This one the hill to die on. You should just let that you should just let that line ride. These heels y'all die on, they are very interesting to me because I'm like, this is the this is what turned this is what took you to the savage shit, okay? This is what made you have to really, really question the internet and 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 make everybody feel like you know they just idiots and they're they're falling in line with an agenda and they're pushing a narrative on you. Is this whack ass Kobe line? What this shit say? Yeah, and if I ever lack, I'm going out with my chopper. It be another Kobe. That's that's what you want to die on me. Hold on, wait a minute. Y'all thought I was finished? Dreams and nightmares to if I ever lack, I'm going out with my chopper. It be another Kobe. All right, child. I guess. I really guess. Um, <laughs> I really guess, child. Because what? The line didn't even make no sense. Now, all of a sudden, it's the people fall, and they just going in on you. Me, just sit down. Like, if you wanted some attention, just say that. Okay? If you wanted some attention, just say that. Lord, I'm so glad Nicki Minaj got away from that young man. I am, you know, the baby daddy she got now ain't the most pristine baby daddy, but at least it wasn't loud ass, rapping ass, dying on the heel of a whack ass rap line ass meek. Okay? Because that don't make no sense. Let me just read y'all this, this, this line one more time. Yeah, and if I ever lack... I'm going out with my chopper. It be another Kobe. All right, let's move on to something a little more um, that makes a little more sense. <laughs> let's talk about this ain't really hip hop, but I want to go ahead and discuss this and I don't feel like um, having another segment because this episode is already getting kind of lengthy y'all I told I told y'all I had a docket it's been a lot going on um let's talk about the NBA all-star game mm -hmm. game coming out oh all-star child I was kind of sad because they were saying they weren't gonna have an all-star game this year and that just broke my little heart because I love the All-Star Game. I really do. Especially now the way they do it where they do, uh, they have like the team captains um, for the East and the West. And then they have them pick like playground style who they want on their squad. Like, KD, I want you. 
James Harden, I want you. Kyrie Irving. <laughs> Let me get up, Kyrie. But anywho, the NBA All-Star selections have been made, okay? Um... Let me go through and read them off to you guys. We have our all-star game starters, LeBron James, of course, the King, Louis, LeBron the King <laughs> is a captain. Kevin Durant is another captain, is the other captain. And then you have Kyrie Irving, Bradley Beal, Giannis Antetokounmpo, Joel Embiid, Steph Curry, Luka Doncic, Kawhi Leonard and Nikola Jokic, okay? I always say his name wrong. The Joker, all right? Go, shout out to those young men. Make it the all-star starter squad. And then you got the reserves in Chris Paul, CP3, the GOAT, okay? Paul George, Damian Lillard, Donovan Mitchell, Rudy Gobert, Patient Zero. Let me stop. <laughs> Zion Williamson, AD. James Harden, Julius Randle, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Zach Levine, Ben Simmons, and Nikola Vucevic. Okay, so we, that's that's our All Star squad, and um, they will do a special. I think a couple of days before the actual game, where they have you know the captains go through and pick their pick their team, pick their five starters, and pick their reserves. They get to pick backcourt, frontcourt, you know everything they need to do to get the game popping. Um, this all-star game, you know, will be a COVID friendly game. Okay. So there will just be the game. I think they're only doing the game and maybe the skills competition. Um, they're not doing all of the, you know, three point contest, dunk contest, all of that that we usually get. Um, and I don't think, I think, I'm not sure if people are going to be allowed to go. I have to do some research on that and I'll get back to you guys with that on the next episode. If people can actually attend the game. Um, but the game is going to be March 7th in Atlanta, okay, at the at, um, at Mercedes-Benz. So, um, they about to get it popping. You know, ATL been open. So, even if even if they don't have nobody at the game, child, it's still going to be popping, all right? Um, a lot of people were complaining about the COVID consequences as a result of this game. And to that I say, um, the politicians don't even care about COVID. So, watch it, the NBA. Please riddle me that. Okay, the, the, the most we get out of the politicians about this COVID is candlelight vigils. Okay, everybody want to blame um, the divisiveness of politics on it, but don't nobody want to look to the healthcare system. Okay, yeah, I'm finna let, let people have a little bit of entertainment and joy. I was very, very upset when they said they weren't going to have an all-star game this year. And as far as COVID precautions go, the NBA bubble last year, Spot on, okay. They did that. They was not playing with that damn bubble. Um, they had they had one hundred percent COVID free bubble, and you know this year they couldn't make it as extensive. But a whole year later, they shouldn't have to make it as extensive. You know, like I said, if people actually look to the reasons why, um, a whole year later, C nineteen has killed five hundred thousand plus people in America. If we wanted to truly address that, we could. Um, but instead, you know, people want to, like I said, blame the divisiveness of politics. People want to blame Trump. People want to blame um, people not wearing masks. When we get down to it, I mean, so y'all ain't going to look at the healthcare system at all. <laughs> 500,000 people went to the hospital with COVID and, then, and didn't come out. That in itself is a problem and a failure within our healthcare system. I just don't feel like that's addressed enough. We're talking about sports right now, so I'm not going to get too into it, okay? I'm going to come back with that on another day because, like I said, this podcast is already getting lengthy, and I know y'all probably like, damn, this girl been fussing at us for about 40 minutes now. I'm sorry, y'all. The frustration is on my spirit, okay? <laughs> but, yes, child, y'all not finna let, let the NBA do them, okay? If people want to attend the All-Star game, if it's available for people to attend, they can do so, um, and it is what it is, like... You're not going to make me feel bad for watching an all-star game. I don't. <laughs> I don't for participating. I don't. Um, I will say, though, you know, there was a little bit of controversy over um, Luka Doncic. He and Dame Lillard were tied almost neck and neck to make that to get that last starter position um, for the all-star game. And of course, Luka Doncic, you know, he got the position 
and you know, people were probably on his IG or whatever, roasting his ass, letting him have it, say he didn't deserve it. Although he does very much deserve it. Dame deserves it too now. Don't get it twisted. That's why he is on that reserve list, and he'll probably be one of the first ones picked when they start picking the teams. But Luca deserves it too. Like, don't do too much. Luca deserves it. Uh, he's been out here carrying the Mavs, okay? Triple doubles pretty much every damn night. Um, so, you know, Luca, when they were getting on his ass about him not, you know, deserving, being deserving of his spot, you know, he hit him with the, with the modesty real quick and, you know, said, quote, I didn't expect that I was going to start this game. I know that maybe Lillard deserved it more than me. And so I just wanted to take this time um, to take this, um, you maybe can hear the garbage truck out there and that's fine. You know, I live in a neighborhood. Um, <laughs> I just wanted to take this opportunity to talk about the wretched, what is the wretched um, emotion that is modesty, okay? Um, the late great poet extraordinaire, Maya Angelou once said, that modesty is a learned adaptation, okay? There's a, a huge difference between modesty and humility. And in the case of white men, um, I'm not going to give Luca too much because he's young. You know, he's like 19, 20 maybe. He's probably like his second or third season in the league. So I'm not going to give him too much. You know, he, he ain't even from America. He's from oh, some other white country over there. So, you know, he, he, we ain't going to give him too much because I'm sure the internet was letting him have it for no reason. Um, but I, will, I like to, I want to harken back to uh, the Macklemore, when Macklemore won Kev, uh, Kendrick Lamar's Grammy. And, you know, that whole um, scandal came out where, you know, he, he posted where he texted Kendrick and was like, you know, bro, you should have won this. You know, I hate that. You know, it should have been you. You're better than me. You're the best. And I suck. You know, as I go put this, you know, thrift store ass, uh, thrift shop, not trying to pop them tags, as um, Grammy on my mantle. Um, I just want you to know that I suck, but I'm going to go put my Grammy on my mantle. Um, that type of behavior is a no. Okay. That's what'll get you dragged the quickest. Um, because modesty is a learned adaptation. It's just like what people feel like they should do when their greatness is questioned and you definitely shouldn't you can be humble you know you can say you know i i'm i graciously accept this award you know i work hard you know i i i've done a lot and i you know i i've done a lot of work to get to where i am you can be humble but as far as the fake modesty uh you know you actually deserved it and you know i really didn't even need to be here i don't know why i'm here i don't understand why i'm here it's almost an insult to people's intelligence so I, I take this, this situation to say to you guys, fuck modesty, okay? Stop being modest. Stop, you know, downplaying yourself to try to uplift others. I know it's a, um, a black, you know, a black man thing to like to, you know, nah, bro, you doing it, nah, bro, you got all the hoes. Nah, bro, I ain't doing shit. You ain't do, And that's fine, you know, and, and just modesty is fine. But when you're trying to actually get... If you're trying to actually be look humble and um, express humility, that's what you need to do. Modesty ain't it, okay? Modesty is going to come across fake every time, and it's going to get you dragged even more. But, you know, good luck to you, Luca. I think you deserved it, very much so. You know, I'm going to be watching. I'm going to be watching the All-Star game. I can't wait. Um, what do you guys think about the All-Star game? Are you going to be tuning in? What y'all think? Y'all going to be watching who y'all room for. I can't wait till they announce the teams. Um, but, yeah, that's pretty much it for this um, hip-hop slash sports segment. Let's go ahead and get into the Bless Your Heart segment and close out the show. Lakeith, Charlemagne. Must the collective of black Americans separate y'all into different corners for a cultural timeout? This weird beef y'all had going on for some years now has come to quite the hilariously comical head. What started years ago with Lakeith calling the Breakfast Club anti-black and Charlemagne taking it personally and giving Mr. Stanfield donkey of the day has evolved and devolved into some piping hot tea. Via Complex, Daniel Kaluuya appeared on the Breakfast Club virtually to promote Judas and the Black Messiah a week after its release. 
Toward the end of his conversation with the host, Charlemagne brought up his co-star. Did you find yourself looking at Lakeith differently after the way he played this role? Because he did it too well, the morning radio show host asked. You and Lakeith still have beef, Charlemagne? Is that, what, is that what's happening? Kaluuya asked. I never had an issue with him. I do feel like he was born to play this role, though, Charlemagne responded. Now, no, we're not having that, Kaluuya said, quickly shutting down the quickly shutting down the question. The actor, Lakeith, seemed to catch wind of the interview and took to the comments section of a post on social media to share his thoughts about the radio host and give props to his co-star for dodging the question. Hoes. This is what hoes do, he commented on an Instagram post of the interview. Get sunned by reality. Get off me, bro, you a lame. Daniel ain't an idiot. Leave me be, dog, and find somebody else at See the God. The actor also reportedly shared a TikTok video of himself waving a gun in front of a photo of Charlemagne and one of William O'Neill, the man who inspired the character he plays in Judas and the Black Messiah. During a recent, recent interview with Level, the actor revealed that he had to go to therapy after filming the movie, since he says playing the role of such a hated figure in history affected him physically and mentally. The Breakfast Club hosts addressed the situation on their show, including the now-deleted TikTok video. Don't dish it if you can't take it. The brother has a bad habit of throwing rocks and hiding his hands, Charlemagne said, saying he hasn't responded to any of Stanfield's replies to him since 2019. I gave him a little jab during the interview with Daniel. I owed him that, and that was light. But what Lakeith does is he gets online and plays the victim. He makes it seem like I'm always coming at him. If you're going to have the energy of saying what you want, don't play the victim when people say something back. Well, TikTok thuggery aside, y'all both need to cut it out. Y'all are really one and the same. Brethren of personality, build a bridge and get over it. Let go, let God, and bless y'all's oak tree shady hearts. All right, y'all, we've come to the end of another episode of Mouth of the South podcast. Hit the description box, box below for all the information on the podcast, y'all. I, I didn't talk y'all heads off for almost an hour now, okay? So y'all need to go find the podcast on YouTube. Click that link in the description box. Follow us on YouTube. Subscribe on YouTube. Follow follow the page on IG. Um, You know, come, come on and support the girl. I didn't talk. I didn't gave y'all like an hour worth of content now, okay? It's all love. <laughs> so until next time, peace, love, and light. And as we say down here in the South, hey, it's for horses. Mm -hmm.